regarding gifts and powers. It's important to note that in Corinthians, the most showy gifts are the least important. The most showy, of course, being speaking in tongues. To give an analogy and an example of why they are the least important. Because it's like an onion. That's the outside of the onion. That's what you see. But what you see is not the core of anything, any person, any truth. So let me give you an example of someone I admire greatly, and that's Eckhart Tolle. It makes me laugh because he talks about stuff that I know, whether I've thought about it or just implicitly know. He just makes it so relatable. I know some people think he's a funny looking man with a funny laugh and a funny way of speaking, but then they are making the mistake of looking at the external. They're looking at the layer outside layer of the onion. So that's one part of the Eckhart Tolle um, analogy. But most importantly, someone once asked him, what's his superpower? And he said, I can stop thinking. Well, how showy is that? You know, and who cares? I mean, externally, I mean, an observer, someone who's wanting Eckhart Tolle to prove himself or to show that he can do something. They don't know that he stops thinking by looking at him. They don't care that he stops thinking. It doesn't give them anything. Well, that's because that is the least important thing. Imparting yourself to others to prove yourself or to, to do what I'm doing actually is the least important thing. The most important thing that Eckhart Tolle does is to stop thinking. And that's an internal thing because the most important things that I, any of us can do for ourselves is to get closer to God. And we don't do it by giving workshops. I'm talking about myself, talking about Eckhart Tolle and anybody. That's not the most important thing. The most important thing is to be in touch with your inner self, which is the same thing as being in touch with your higher self, which is the same thing as, this is my tagline, aim at one minute. It's getting closer to your higher self, to spirit, to bridging the gap between your conscious and your subconscious, to God, divinity, the universe, whatever you, however you want to call it. I think you get my drift. The most important thing you can do is the work, internal work. And those, the internal powers are your most important thing. So that everything in your life is at once meaningful and important. And in another sense, because you're internalized, your internal, the exterior doesn't affect you. What's going on in the world doesn't affect you the way that it affects a lot of people. That there it's traumatic. There's a reaction. It shouldn't affect you. That is something that I've been taught to aspire to. Eckhart Tolle talks about being present and people talk about being mindful or, or no thing and nirvana. So a, a kind of nirvana is being in the twilight zone. Because we are of and on this planet. Yes, it's an illusion. It is an illusion. It's not the true reality. But we have to be part of it to feed the lump of flesh that is ours, to buy the food, get, earn the money, all that sort of thing. We have to be part of it. So being detached doesn't mean not having anything. It just means not being owned by anything. <laughs> and so 
you can, you go out and you do your thing. You put on your mask as necessary, dealing with the world. But when you come back to, how shall I put it, like every man's home is his castle. When you come back to your castle, you don't bring the world back with you. You don't bring that external illusion, illusory existence or facts, pseudo facts, pseudo science, pseudo reality back with you. You come back to being centered, you connected with your higher self and the actual reality, which is not the same as the cars and the things that go in the world, the politics, the wars, they are things that you to deal with. It's the same as rising above circumstances. I always come back to the example of people in concentration camps who still happy and still believe in God and still have faith and all that. And rising above their circumstances, they, they, they have to be in a very internal space in terrible circumstances where they are dying or about, are going to be dead, going to be put to death. That's something they can't escape. Um, so to maintain their happiness, of course they have to go deep with them. And that's a great example to all of us. So you don't have to be a Buddha or a Krishna or a Jesus. You can be anybody and rise above and find happiness within. Because that's where it is. We are all responsible for our own happiness. You may have heard that. Ah, so, hmm, the love that people talk about where you need someone else to feel loved. Ooh, that's, that's coexistence. But anyway, that's psychology. And I don't want to go, I'm not a psychologist, but that's all another world. But coming back to religion and faith and what you believe in. So I cleared a house the other day and this teenager asked me, what do I think about spirituality? Well, I think it's a much abused word. Much abused word. And one of the reasons I am doing what I'm doing is to dispel misinformation and just pure crap that's put out there to lead people astray and to, well, maybe just warn people. I, I'm not saying I follow me. I'm saying be discerning. And so that's what I ended up telling this teenager. I said to him, and I say it to you, that while all religions are a bridge between God and his people. Religions are all too often what give faith a bad name. More people have died in the name of God than in any, I think for any other cause. And so, yeah, that's what I mean by religion, giving faith a bad name. And if someone's asked me if I'm religious, I don't like that question. I would actually say, you're asking me the wrong question. And if someone says to me, are you spiritual? You still ask me the wrong question. I, I don't have it. I could answer for you because it's not a good question. I am connecting my dots to God. That's my goal. And that is, I believe, all of our goals. That's, that's why you're here. That's why you're here. You don't have to be here. You can stay in spirit, as I talk about in my workshops. You don't have to come down here. But you come down here to suffer. Because through that friction of suffering, you, you grow and you glow and grow, you grow and glow. Uh, it takes much longer to progress in spirit. We don't remember that when we're here. So the idea is to bear that in mind when you're here and get to a stage where no matter what happens in your life, everything is because we are here to 
how do we grow? How do we grow and glow? We grow by learning. To realize that everything is a lesson. What am I learning? What is this teaching me? Whatever situation you're in, whatever situation. I, I guess what I'm saying is spirituality is about being awake to that. Which brings me to this other thing about the gifts. And I talked earlier about the showy gifts being the least important. I know people who got better gifts than me in terms of um, clairvoyance and talking to their guides and seeing stuff and getting, I don't know, whatever. I'll give a specific example. Someone said me for someone for a tarot reading and this person was really good, really intuitive and really messed up. I, I know because I got this person a place where I live. And wow, it was a real eye-opener. Because, and it's the same with any of us, if you don't have God in the right place in your life, things don't work out the way they should. I'm not talking about making money and being successful in an earthly way. This person had so much drama, and drama is not a good thing. Tracked the drama, worked with drama, worked with revenge, wanted to take revenge on people, wanted from the gifts some affirmation to be highly regarded. So be careful. And as a result, was a terribly unhappy, and still is terribly unhappy person. So with anything you do in life, examine your motives. If you care to learn this stuff so that you can be clever with it, mistake. Sure, share it, help people. Don't expect people to look up to you, but people don't want to know. That's why this earth is full of first and second planners. Yes, we're all connected, but we're not all the same. If some people believe that we're all the same, we are definitely not all the same. We are not all at the same level of evolution. Why do you think you have a planet with, on average, first, second, and third planners? And that's this planet. But you had Jesus from the sixth plane, and we have people from the fourth and fifth, obviously, as well. Um, they're not all the same. Some have had many more lifetimes, learned much more, evolved higher up the planes. So spirituality, be careful with that term. It's not a weapon. It's a responsibility. It's not an accolade. I come back to that person I was talking about who's really messed up. Ego and spiritual work, eh -eh. they are mutually exclusive, oil and water. And that person worked with a lot of negativity. Well, I want to tell you, the negative is very happy to give you Better clairvoyance, give you better healing powers, but are they lasting? And what is the, um, there's a cost. There's a cost for that. There's a cost. The negative doesn't give you nothing for mahala. There's a cost. If people thought about it beforehand, maybe they wouldn't go there. You can work with negativity and not be on the negative path. It takes a while. You, you have to form that groove. And then you go down that slope. You get into that rut. Then you're on the left-hand path. So you can be negative in your life and, and not be necessarily a bad or evil person. Maybe not you, but people you know. They just don't see things correctly. They're not necessarily evil people. However, trust me, 
they are evil people. And this relates to the onion. There are people that you see in the media talking about Satan. I'm telling you, those are the lightweights. The empty barrels make the most noise. And it's, uh, I do want to warn against likewise the people on YouTube who are so popular talking about the same things I'm talking about. And I'm horrified, not horrified, I'm just, wow. It's what they say is, is no, not good, not good, not good. It's so misleading. So be very careful in that sense of what you take in, because there's always a kernel of truth in a good con story. So they have a kernel of truth and a kernel of spiritual truth that hooks people and then people follow them. And then they lose their discernment. They don't listen to the little voices. And then they go down this rabbit hole following this person. And wow, it's very palatable. And I know lots of people who think, wow, look how good this guy is. I'm like, no, nope, 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 nope. And I know I'm not wrong. I just don't. And so how do you know? It actually comes down to being mindful and being discerning because we all have God within us. And if we are discerning enough, if we listen beyond what the world is telling us, we won't go too far wrong. So I'll give you an example. There's another deep example. I was driving through Botswana and my ears were ringing and I knew what the guys were telling me. Like, watch out, watch out, the cops are on duty. I didn't say anything. I'm just driving quietly. And then I became distracted by my partner and chores nuts. I got a fine. So there's, it's a, that's a small example, but listen to the little things. And I do find, speaking of driving, it's a wonderful, wonderful opportunity to practice. The most important way to be mindful is to go moment by moment. And you could practice by asking yourself, oh, do I go? This way down the M3 or that way down the M13. Which way should I go? And first thought. You're going moment by moment and working with first thought. You might sometimes take the M13 and it's a longer way around. But you don't know what accidents or what you may have avoided. But it's, it's a, just a good way of, of practicing this kind of thing. So being mindful, going moment by moment. And listening to the little thoughts that often come out of nowhere and make no apparent sense and the feelings that go with it. It's the same when people talk about their dreams. People do tell me about their dreams and ask me what they mean. And I get the whole visual thing, but you know what's the most important? How do you feel? How do you feel? How did that make you feel? Psychologists will do the same. You can tell them about events. But the, the core of the, the crux of the thing is how do you feel at any given moment? So that's something to go with. And it's, it might be a long way to the twilight zone, but it's worth aspiring to. And I can honestly say for myself that, wow, I get there. The closer, the less I'm triggered by awkward situations, emotional outbursts, people trying to go at me. Because the more you go moment by moment, the more you are in the twilight zone, the more grounded and centered you are. That's one of the most important things. And the thing that gives you grounding is being or feeling 
your connection to your higher self, to God, to divinity. Whereas the person I was talking about before, who had all these psychic abilities, had no firm or good solid foundation. And so had ongoing drama instead. If you find value in what I'm sharing, please subscribe to my podcast and remember always that you are a sliver of divinity. So keep your sliver shining and reflecting back to God into all life and let no one dull your shine. You can get in touch with me regarding mental healing and clearing of negativity. My email is adrian at onement at gmail.com.